This band is called Rage Against the Machine, and they are signed to a major label. That's the end of this episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine sucks, and so if they're your favorite band, you suck too. So, the end. Uh, Bye. Yeah. See ya. Shortest episode ever. Done. Anyways, how was your day? Great. You had a good day? Yeah. Oh, cool. Did you work today? Just kidding. You don't have a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> You're like actually raging against the machine. I am. You are legitimately living. <laughs> you are not signed to a major label. I'm not. Owned by Sony because Epic was or is. I don't know if they even exist anymore. Probably long gone. But did you know that it's okay that they were signed to Epic because they said we had complete creative control. We could do whatever we wanted. And so it was totally okay. Yeah. A lot of bands can get that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was actually that unique. I didn't realize that bands had no... I mean, I understand it's the music business, but that's all the justification you need to sign to a major label and then write record after record after record about how fucked up the man is. Right, man. All the while you literally work for the man, cash checks oh, from the man. make money for the man. Every dollar you make, money. the man's getting a piece of it. Every single fucking dollar you make. Yeah. I would say that I need someone to explain this to me, but anyone who thinks that this makes any sense at all is not the kind of person I want to ever have talking at me because they don't talk to you. They talk at you. Bark at you all the while. What song is that? I don't know. I just think it's funny that that's what the guitar sounds like. <laughs> he does like, it sounds like he's playing his thing. Anyways, uh, did you know that... Uh, I was trying to think of all the ways that this band was hypocritical, signed to a it's major a label. Long fucking it's, list. It is, a, it is a long, it is a long list, including I, maybe it would be justified if like you're signed to a major label and because that and it's not your money and this giant fucking massive label is giving you all the money, so you're like, haha, fuck you. System of a Down put out a record called "Steal This Album." Yeah, specifically telling their fans to steal their music as the ultimate fuck you to the label. Mm -hmm. Rage Against the Machine didn't do that. No, they did not. They were like, buy our records, mm -hmm. buy our music. Don't steal our records. Here's which Rage really just supported Epic. Rage Against the Machine. Capitalism is bad. Buy our t-shirts. <laughs> Capitalism is bad. I'm a fucking millionaire. Which later in the episode we'll cover. They couldn't even make up their minds on what color t-shirts they wanted to sell. Paul fucking Ryan likes Rage Against the Machine. I don't know what else to say, except it's impossible to rage against the machine when you are the machine. There's a reason why Paul Ryan likes this band, people, and we're going to get deep deep into this this is gonna be an episode that we're gonna say so many things if you are listening we're three minutes into this it's over when i say that rage against the machine is the machine i'm not even talking about the fact that tom morello has a degree from harvard i'm not even talking about however many millions of dollars these guys probably acquired in the process of doing all this shit which is a clear case of cussing the tree while eating the fruit by the way this is even worse than that because it's a case of cussing the tree while eating the fruit and watering the tree and making sure it's always getting plenty of sunlight because every dollar these guys make, their major label also gets a cut. 
and who owns that label and who owns that company and who owns that company. And I'm not even about to get into any sort of like Bilderberg secret people who run the world bullshit. You don't have to go very far up the chain of command here to find massive corporations doing the specific things that Rage Against the Machine is raging about and they're funding it. The band is funding it with their product. How many people have been hurt by all the money that Rage made for all these huge companies? I would love to know. Somebody should do an investigative documentary on that very subject. This band made a lot of money. People say that it's possible to use the platforms of capitalism in order to criticize capitalism. That's something that people will say when they're defending this band. There is a saying that a lot of socialists like to use, which is that a capitalist will sell you the rope that you use to hang him. And that's not what this is. This is the capitalist selling you the rope and then you not realizing that all you're doing with it is playing tug of war and that you're never, ever going to win. Yeah, quick side note. We don't talk about politics very often. That's totally good because it's not a politics podcast. However, I would like to say that all you fucking morons on every message board saying that this band's a communist band, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, they're not. They're not a fucking communist band. Probably, I mean, they're a socialist band. I would say they have a socialist message. I think the most directly aligned thing that they've been with is the Zapatistas, which is sort of a anarchist. Yeah. Some anarchist tendencies in that movement, at least, which is not socialism. Anarchist funded by Sony. It's complicated, man. It's, <laughs> it's fucking com complicated, Mark. It's, it's very, 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 very complicated. A friend of mine was in Atlanta one time going because he did whatever. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. doesn't matter. And he went to get food somewhere and he went to leave. And Zach De La Rocha was there getting into like a Cadillac Escalade. Ooh. Yeah. Like that's this a nice car. Giant gas guzzling it's an SUV. expensive car. Yeah. It's expensive and it just sucks down gas. This it, is not, an SUV by Cadillac. Right. He yeah. was he was actually bummed. He actually text messaged me to tell me that he was bummed because he was like, oh, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't expect Zach De La Rocha to drive a fucking Cadillac SUV. I guess you got to give it to Pearl Jam because those dudes fucking drive Priuses and <laughs> ride bikes and shit. See, here's something for everyone who buys this bullshit about how it's possible to use corporate platforms to spread your anti-corporate message. A real quick reminder that the president of the United States of America is fucking Donald Trump. So I'm pretty sure that none of this works that way. Yeah, where are they now? If Rage Against the Machine using this giant major label platform to spread their anti-establishment message was such a great idea, what's up with the way the world is right it now? It didn't work. You know, because I'm pretty sure they're not happy with the way I the world is right now. I guess all those bros wearing salmon color shirts and khaki shorts screaming, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! Half the kids who sing along to that song voted for Trump. Half? Yeah. No, fucking 90%, dude. For sure. It is. I guarantee you, if you put that song on at the bar, the people singing along are wearing Again, popped collar Again, this is not a political podcast. Shirts. We're not saying, like, fuck you one way or the oh, other for uh, however you voted. Yeah. What we're saying is we're pretty sure that Rage Against the Machine ain't thrilled about Donald fucking Trump being the president. And how come the platform that they got from their big major label wasn't big enough to push the world in the direction that they wanted it to go. So what you're saying is, is that Rage failed. Paul Ryan liking this band's music is all the proof you need to know that the entire premise here is flawed. It didn't work. The people who are connecting with this are not connecting with it for the reasons the band at least claims to be doing it. Yeah, what is he connecting to? I don't he, know. Aggression, rage. Yeah, yeah, it's pissed. the rage part. Sure. 
But there's lots of things that are pissed off that aren't screaming anti-capitalist messages through your capitalist devices. If you want to see a shitty political band that you can at least respect because they had the damn decency to stay poor, then look at Fugazi. Sure. I think if Paul Ryan liked the dead Kennedys, that would blow my fucking <laughs> mind. Like, that would be like the ultimate, like, what the fuck? Are you serious? He, he would have to just be fucking with yeah, people if yeah. he said that. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably lose like half his voters or some shit. Paul Ryan probably listens to the Neutral Milk the, Hotel. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's a great example. I just, that's a great example we just came up with off the top of the head. Uh, him saying one of my favorite bands or my favorite band is Rage Against the Machine loses him nothing because people don't take rage that seriously. If he said my favorite band or one of my favorite bands is the dead fucking Kennedys, people would lose their shit yeah. because it's not a joke. It yeah. was it was real. It wasn't a fucking facade bullshit thing like Rage was. And this is why this is why someone like Paul Ryan can connect with Rage Against the Machine is because Rage Against the Machine is not proposing any course of action. Rage's music is not pushing forward policy or ideas or anything. It's just vague anti-establishment bullshit. Fuck the man, fuck the system, blah, 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 blah. There's no like, and here's what we should do instead. I think it's really easy to sit in a room and just record some lyrics that are like, fuck everything, yeah. but not offer any positive, you know, offer any solutions. What? Yeah. I mean, just think about spending your time that way, sitting in a fucking room and just bitching. I'm, I know. I'm, and like, then the word positive there too. Like, what is positive about this? Because if you're not going to do something positive, I don't know why you would even do it. And so Rage Against the Machine is just an exercise in being negative. Where are the positive aspects to this? How are you going to make the world a better place by doing this? <laughs> What was their big message other than just, eh, we're going to be negative? Eh. Well, it's pretty simple. The machine sucks. <laughs> the message is to sleep now in the fire, dude. What does that mean? What does that mean? I fucking don't what know. What does that mean? Nothing. It means nothing. What fire? Ask him. Oh. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Take the power back. Yeah, take the power back. Here's the problem with taking the power back. If you take the power back, then the people who take the power back are now the machine, and someone else is going to have to rage against that machine. So this is just a self-perpetuating cycle of anger, getting all pissed off about who is and isn't in power. There's no such thing as not having a machine. There's going to be a machine, and there's always going to be someone who wants to rage against it. But yeah. how are you going to fucking grab? How about grab the steering wheel of the machine? That's the band name. Grab the fucking steering wheel of the machine. Let's fucking do something. Yeah, just raging against something is not going to help anything. Also, I don't think you should be allowed to put a picture of a self-immolating Buddhist monk on your album cover because it promises a level of commitment to a cause that only self-immolation can really deliver. So to take a picture of someone else lighting themselves on fire for their beliefs and then co-opting it like, hey, yeah, us too. Well, not you too, buddy. Where's your lighter? Where's your matches? <laughs> I would respect the band so much more if they're first. If he'd light himself on fire. Yeah, their first, their first, <laughs> their first show ever, they all just light themselves on fire. But do you know what I mean? You can't just take a picture of here's this guy who's willing to light himself on fire and die for the things that he believes in and then associate yourself with it by putting it on your fucking album cover that's coming out on a major label. Well, they strike me as the kind of guys that would rage against appropriation all the while appropriating something themselves this is monetizing vaguely anti-establishment sentiments of young people that's all that this is mm -hmm. this is mark mosley talking uh by this time you probably have a good idea whether you agree with us or not and if you don't like the podcast that's completely fine everyone needs a moronic friend either way we don't really care we just like to get discussions going around all these topics you know if you're a fan of me tyler 
do us a favor. Go ahead and share this episode. Yeah, tweet about it. Post it on your Facebook. Actually, the thing I think you should do, click the little share button on whatever phone you have. Send it to someone that you know likes the band of the episode that you're currently listening to. It is most important <laughs> thing that you know where your friends stand with these things. And the only way to know that is you send them this episode. You wait for the fallout to happen. Right. Then go to yfbspod.com. You can get stickers, buttons, shirts. By the time you're hearing this, there's no telling what will be in the store. Just get something. Yeah. Make sure if it's a sticker, like put it on your car. On the passenger side window facing in after that friend doesn't even acknowledge that you sent them the episode but they definitely listen to it no way to resist it it's kind of awkward the next time you see them sure especially when you're wearing a your favorite band sucks t-shirt mm -hmm. you know yeah you'll like it i'm trying i'm trying a new catchphrase out yeah. you'll like it you'll like it mark says you'll like it <laughs> Pissed off teenagers. I, that's probably why that lyric "fuck you" on to absolutely me, it resonates with every like fourteen year old oh, because yeah. they're like, "I'm not doing shit. You can't tell me what to do. Fuck you." They know three other lyrics in the song, and then "fuck you." I won't do what you tell me. I don't even think they know anything else besides those lyrics. Well, the other thing about this anti-establishment bullshit is, again, it doesn't matter who's in power. It's not like I mean, this band fucking protested the re-election of Bill Clinton. They played a protest concert when Bill Clinton was re-elected. So it doesn't matter who's in power. They're going to rage against it because that's the shtick. That's, it's a fucking gimmick. They rage against everything. And Tom Morello said Obama sucked. There is no sides for them. What's good? What's good? The whole machine sucks, although they're part of it. Rage against the machine, man. Any and every. Does it, are, are they raging against toasters? Let's define machine real fast. You're going to rage <laughs> against the television? Maybe, maybe that's a good one. Rage Against Toasters. I don't know. I like toast sometimes. I like toast and I like my TV. So what about Rage Against CD players? How am I going to listen to your fucking band if I got to rage against all the machines? I guess we CD could. CD players are that. machines. Yeah. Rage Against that. Radio's a machine. So do we, wait, wait. Okay, I got one. The Terminator robot will rage against that machine. How about the machine that prints your fucking albums at the printing plant? You don't want to rage against that machine, do you? <laughs> we pick our battles. But the machine that puts the barcode <laughs> on the back of your fucking album. Hey, we don't fuck with our money. Any machine that helps us make money we don't fuck that machine we only fuck the uh big machine not our record label they clearly just have problems with machines you know any and every machine it doesn't matter what's their solution to the i don't know attacking do, the machines do you remember the music video for sleep down on the fire uh them at the stock exchange yeah what do you their solution to the stock exchange to me seemed to be Get, get a bunch of people to run into the stock exchange, have it get shut down for two hours, but then you all go to jail and you knew full well before you ran in there that you were only going to get it shut down for two hours and they were going to be right back in business and you were going to go to jail and you look, weren't doing anything look, that mattered. You were just getting the footage. Truth, the, footage. The truth is, is that it's this immature, childish way of looking at change because change, as my mom used to tell me, if you want to change the White House, you don't stand outside the White House and throw rocks at it you get a job there. And I was always like, Is oh. Is that what your mom told you to do? Uh, well, no, I'm not the way. I don't know. Come on, man. I'm making up stories. These are stories and making it up. Okay. No, she really did tell me that. But point being is that little kids and teenagers think doing shit like that yeah. is effective. Oh, we really fucked the it up. The truth is if you want to change that, you have to do something where you can actually change it. Yeah. Running in the door and throwing papers in the air and getting arrested doesn't change shit. And if anything, everyone working there just thinks you're a fucking asshole. And then they use you on the news to say, look at these fucking assholes. Doesn't change anything. Did you know that they got a federal permit to shoot that video there? Federal permit? 
Sounds like they're really raging against the system. Yeah. The thing is about like the definition of raging within the system is getting a fucking federal <laughs> Actually, permit. No, I did read that, but it didn't strike me how stupid that is until right now. It's like the least punk rock thing. Just show up and play the fucking show and get arrested. It was just about getting footage for the fucking major label uh, single. Uh, excuse me, sir. Do you have a permit? Well, yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> I bet they really thought they had a winner on their hands with that video, too, because when they lost their precious MTV Video Music Award that year, you know, the MTV Video Music Awards that you care about when you're doing things like Raging Against the Machine. We're raging against the machine so hard that we're showing up to the MTV video music awards and hope we win and they don't win they lose that mtv award to limp biscuit and rage their fucking bass player this is when he did that thing where he went out on the stage and climbed up the fucking fake palm tree or whatever mm-hmm. climbed that palm tree that they had on the set like and started swinging back and forth, back and forth yeah. trying to get more attention from interrupting the show because that's all this band knows how to do is fucking run in there try to shut it down make as much noise as possible and say your band name a bunch of times you know so everyone knows who you are and uh zach got left didn't he or something like that then he well, kind of like storm people, out a lot of people think that this is why zach quit the band is because yeah. this bass player was fucking doing this gimmicky bullshit so i heard that too but i also feel like i read a story oh it might have been tom and the drummer some of them did discuss it ahead of time that if they lost he was going to do no, it the bass player said well we should do this and they were like dude don't do that it's fucking stupid yeah and then he did it anyways if it was the opposite if rage had won and the bass player for limp biscuit had gone up into the thing people would be like this is so fucking stupid. Look at these guys trying yeah. to get attention. But for some reason, some people thought it was like punk or something. Because they're raging against the right, machine. Exactly. It worked because that was like their shtick. Quick side note, Limp Bizkit was better anyways. Fuck you. Are you serious? Yeah, Limp Bizkit was better. Let's talk about that for a while right now. Who was better at rap rock? Limp Bizkit or Rage Against the Machine? Let's just have an entire episode about how great Limp Bizkit is. Did you see that same fucking bass player from Rage Against the Machine said in an interview that he apologized for Limp Bizkit? He's like, we're sorry for Limp Bizkit. Because they took credit for it as right. if they did anything really remotely I guess the same. he thinks, first of all, the Rage Against the Machine were influential. This is not an influential band. Rage Against the Machine is not an influential band. Rap rock was happening. Yeah, it was absolutely already. And that's and So why do you, people do give credit to Rage for some reason for creating rap rock? Oh, fuck no. I've never seen anyone do that. I, I did, and I remember when I read it, I was like, I don't think that's, that's true. That's not what happened. Tom came up with the... He just came up with some ways to copy DJ sounds with a guitar, but that's not that big of a fucking, it's not like everyone started doing that. It's not like every fucking guitar player of a new metal band started doing that with their guitar. They didn't. So Rage Against the Machine was not an, if Rage Against the Machine was such a huge influential band, every fucking band would have started doing turntable wiki wiki sound effects with their fucking guitar. guitar. Limp Bizkit just got a fucking DJ to do it. Yeah. Like you should. (laughs) Just have a fucking DJ. Get the real fucking thing. Seriously. Yeah. And then your guitar player can play guitar unless you can't. Yeah. Also, it's just more fun. I actually put in my notes. My note just says, there is no Rage versus Limp Bizkit. It's just Limp Bizkit. It's no contest. All that Rage Against the Machine is, is like if one of the Beastie Boys branched off into a band that took itself way too seriously, and instead of sampling music, they played it with real instruments. That's all this is. 
Wait, for fuck's sakes, Rage is even ripping off the same bands that the Beasties sampled. Have you ever noticed this? Yeah, uh, Vietnam is just the wanton song by Led Zeppelin. Take the riff from Funkadelic's Alice in My Fantasies, slow it down, and it's just another bomb track. They're just ripping off the same fucking bands that the Beasties sampled. I uh, yeah, you know, actually, I, I thought at one point when I was listening to some of the songs, I was like, these are just heavier Beastie Boy songs. It's, it's it, totally the it same. It sounds yeah. just like Beastie Boys. But taking itself more seriously. Way more. You know, which is awful. It would make more sense for Rage Against the Machine to apologize for Linkin Park than it would make for them to apologize for Limp Biscuit because I would say Rage probably influenced Linkin Park. Yeah, man, I'm trying to think of some bands that came after them that followed well, in their footsteps. Tom Morello even played on a Linkin Park album. So, I mean, you can see that they were at least interested. We can blame them for the easiest thing, Prophets of Rage. That's oh the easiest God. fucking thing to blame them for. Yeah, that ain't good. If you're going to, if you're going to say, do you guys are bullshit, they were actually, they stood for something and against something. Well, then why did they create a new band playing old songs, but with a new singer? Yeah. It's just to fucking make money, dude. I think a lot of people thought like, no, no, they're doing it because they care. Yeah, they care about their fucking paychecks, man. Otherwise, why not just play new songs, make new records, exactly. make, be, that ain't do what your it's own about. thing? No, because about. all the stuff that they did on their own didn't do shit. Mm -mm. Nobody cared about anything that Tom Morello did on his own. I don't even know if the other two dudes, what they do. They could be Uber drivers for all I know. <laughs> I'm, I have no fucking clue. But I do know that when your singer leaves and all these 20 years fucking later, you're like, you know what? I need money. So well, let's go find some other dudes. Let's call it not quite Rage Against the Machine. We'll call it Prophets of Rage. It just kind of comes across as a money grab, which is exactly the opposite of what the band supposedly stood for. Absolutely. We can blame them for that. That is the easiest thing to blame them for. Linkin Park, probably a handful of other shit bands. But not Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst did give a shout out to Rage Against the Machine at some concert or whatever, but he was probably just trying to be nice to some old geezers who nobody liked anymore. What did he say? Just like shout out to Rage, like they're well, you shout know, out to Rage. Blah, he didn't blah, say blah. we wouldn't be here without Rage. No, he would never say that. I hope not. Fuck, you'd be lying. Here's the real difference between Rage Against the Machine and Limp Biscuit. Besides talent, is it's just angry. Limp Biscuit didn't make angry music. Limp Biscuit made fun music. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. It's fun rolling. to listen to. It's like something yeah. that you would put on at a party and have fun. If, if someone puts on Rage Against the Machine, everyone's getting real aggressive. That's what that is. You absolutely listen to Limp Biscuit at a party. You absolutely do not listen. Because your listen. anger is a gift. Yeah. Nobody wants to be screaming, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me at a party. Another way you could think of Rage Against the Machine is as pissed off Primus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yep. If you think about it, somebody's head is bleeding right now. Like, there you go, Rage fans. Enjoy trying to ever listen to Rage Against the Machine again without thinking of Primus because you know I'm right. Just hit play on something. All these Primus fans listening to this episode are screaming right now like, fuck you. No, that's not true. Anyway, the entire point of Limp Bizkit was to have fun. So if you think that that's the same thing as Rage Against the Machine, you got it twisted. It's literally the opposite. Rage is the most unfun thing. Here's something that's very unfun about Rage. It really bothers me how high Tom Morello wears his guitar. He's basically got the guitar in his armpit. Have you ever noticed oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't play guitar and it looks annoying to me. It's fucking dumb. 
<laughs> I don't get it. I don't know why anyone would do I don't, that. I don't play guitar, but I've been to enough shows to know that he is the only one that does that, too. I have, don't think I've ever... It's not a Even the bass thing. player does kind of like the fucking... Like, kind of up like this thing. Yeah. It looks annoying to me, and I don't even play guitar. It's the opposite of cool. It's super dorky. It's almost like people know that it's not cool, and so they don't do it. It never caught on as, like, a thing. Again, Rage Against the Machine, not an influential band. When you get an influential band, you get people copying even the superficial things they do, like the way that they wear their guitar, you would have seen a whole crop of guitar players sprout up having their guitar in their armpit. Nobody's copying it. No one's copying that. It's Nobody is copying that. No way. Shit, yeah, I'm racking my brain. I've been to a million shows and I've never seen anybody do that. Anyways, what's next? So who the fuck actually listens to this? Bros. <laughs> that was fast. Are you sure? I'm positive. That's all I have in my Bros. notes. Bros. You said... We were going to talk about Rage fans, and literally all I put was salmon shirts, khaki shorts, and flip-flops. Birkenstocks is actually what I put in here. Bros. to yell the Rage songs. I'm serious. That's who listens to Rage. I think it's a bunch of... I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's predominantly male fan base. I'm sure there are plenty of females that listen, but I would say it's predominantly male. Yeah. I would say it's predominantly white male. I would say it's probably true, yeah. Predominantly white middle class to upper class males. Yeah, not poor people. No. Mm. That's my guess. That's yeah. their fan base. They absolutely for sure 100% own a salmon colored shirt. For sure. Or shorts. Or shorts. Yeah. Or both. They might even wear them at the same fucking time. Boat shoes. They absolutely yeah. do not button up their shirts all the way. I can promise you that. They probably wear backwards hats that are white. Those visors. Visors? That's like some next level shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Drink Bud Light. They get overcharged every time they buy weed because everyone knows they've everyone got more ha- money <laughs> than they should them. have. Yeah. Everyone hates them. That's why those are the guys in particular that I have seen time after time after time in the bar screaming, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. All you could think is, holy shit. That's Rage Against Machines fan base. You're absolutely correct. You didn't say a single thing there that I disagree with. And I bet that most of the numbers that Rage has done throughout their career were due to everyone you just described. And that's what's interesting because I think that that's the common Rage fan. And then you've got the other Rage fans who think of themselves as the real Rage fans. And the real Rage fans are even more annoying than the bro Rage fans. Because they want to talk to you about Rage Against the Machine and they want to talk to you about politics too. Yeah. Which is so much worse. Didn't So I, I looked it up. Rage Against the Machine played Coachella. Of all fucking festivals that I think they know. That's what I think. I think they are very much in touch with the fact that their fan base are... Because who the fuck else goes to fucking Coachella? When you're in a band, you can see the people who are in the audience in front of you. So I don't think it would come as a surprise at all to them. I mean, they can just look out from the stage and see who's there moshing. I would just think (laughs) if you're reuniting or whatever they did, if they actually believed one thing that they said ever as a band, the last fucking place they would play is Coachella. You would think so. Yes. It would be the exact, no, but man, they, they literally would be like, we are not playing Coachella. They should be playing the fucking parking lot at Coachella or some bullshit. But they're using that platform to spread their political awareness. Do you don't you understand, do dude. They're infiltrating the minds of the future Goldman Sachs employees of America. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the future and current. Yeah. yeah. All those dudes are going to go back to their day trading jobs like, man... 
<sighs> bomb track just really, really hit me this time. Start air drumming, and then they're like, fuck mm-hmm. it, and they quit their jobs. That didn't ever fucking happen, I guarantee it. Not one of those fucking dorks went back to work and thought anything different. If half the Rage Against the Machine fans who want to talk to you about capitalism at parties actually voted, we'd be living on a very different planet. I don't vote, dude. Yeah, these people oftentimes fall into the category of obnoxious, self-righteous, political pricks that don't really know jack shit. And again, it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with the politics of these people. I don't care. Well, the point that I'm making is that these are people who pretend like politics matters so much to them. They pretend to care about all this shit. Maybe they think they really do care. The most they ever get involved with it is listening to fucking Rage Against the Machine and talking to you about it at parties. They don't fucking do shit. The most common conversation is blah, 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 government, bad, blah, blah, blah. Okay, typical Rage stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Who did you vote for in the last exactly. election? I don't oh, vote. I don't vote. I don't vote. That's the system. Voting is, <laughs> yes. they're just letting you think that you're voting. You don't really have a vote. You don't really have a voice. You don't yeah. really, okay, guys, so are we just ranting for no reason then? What's going to change? Who's, are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you don't like things, you have to fucking vote, dude. That shit pisses me off. It would be like if all you and I ever did at parties was talk about how much we hate every band, which for the record, neither you nor I ever even fucking talk about music in public because <laughs> it's the least interesting thing that you could possibly bring up to someone to start talking about. But it would be like if we did do that, but we never started this podcast. Just every time someone invited us to a party, or Tyler and Mark here, well, you know they're going to just start talking shit on all the bands because that's all they ever do. And it would be like if that's all we ever did, but we didn't turn it into this podcast and build something out of it, you know, mm-hmm. build something around it. Yeah, all we did was bitch. <laughs> By the way, hats off to us. Congratulations to us for doing this. I think it's fair to say that we are raging against the machine. I would not argue against that. <laughs> you would not disagree? I would not disagree. <laughs> I like that. And the name of our podcast isn't we're going to get rich and give all the money from the podcast away. We're just going to get rich from doing this. Yeah, I'm not giving my money to anybody. Mm -mm. Maybe my son someday or something. Probably not, though. I think I'll just keep it. When I die, I want all of my money converted to cash and it to be buried with me. Oh, we can't end without touching on one thing. What the fuck was that? <laughs> My Chris Cornell impression. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about Audio Slave. We should talk about Audio Slave, right? Yeah, I guess I didn't really hit any notes there, but it was just that really high-pitched singing that he used to do. Are you prepared to make fun of Chris Cornell? No, I'm not going to make fun of Chris Cornell. This isn't an episode of Soundgarden yet. But what the fuck was Audio Slave? What the fuck was that? It's some of the worst. Do you remember the, the Like a Stone song? Yeah. Ugh. John Mayer level of horse shit right there. <laughs> I can't remember. That might as well have been a split single with fucking John Mayer's Your Body's a Wonderland on one side and Audio Slaves Like a Stone on the other side. Again, with the lead singer thing. They just wanted so hard to just be Rage Against the Machine, but they couldn't get Zach back, so they started Prophets of Rage. Audio Slave first was the first one. It's just Rage Against the Machine with Chris Cornell singing. And completely completely forsaking any message that Rage had. So now... What's the situation with the major label thing? Now, how do they justify being in a band on a major label with their political ideals and their, you know, pseudo anarchist beliefs and everything? How do they justify just being in a band on a major label and not using that platform to really do anything? 
they're just part of it. They have become the thing that they're criticizing so completely that they just drop all pretense. They're not even pretending to not be the thing that they started off talking shit on. Maybe it's fair to say that audio slave is the purest form of who they really were. Yes, money. Give us your money. <laughs> exactly. Please give us your money. How many people you think are driving in their car right now just raging? I bet longtime listeners of the podcast have figured out at this point that if it's a band they like and that they might have some feelings about what we say about it, they've probably figured out to not listen while they're driving their car, <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder how many uh, broken steering wheels and punched radios are responsible for. I, I think everyone listening to this podcast should just know one thing. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell <laughs> Fuck me. You. <laughs> Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. I'm going to make that my email signature. Because <laughs> yeah, all the corporate... I wonder how many like corporate... Dude, I bet there is. I bet there are people who think they're cool. Absolutely. And on their, their email signature is some fucking Zach De La Rocha quote. <laughs> 100 percent 100 fucking lawyer yeah a fucking lawyer who likes rage against the machine just <laughs> if you've ever worn a tie and you listen to rage against the machine go fuck yourself shit dude i've seen i'm, I'm, I'm dead serious i have watched dudes in ties sing fucking Ooh, that's good <laughs> yeah this is before the dawn of everyone having a fucking video camera in your in your pocket if I ever see it again, I'm absolutely going to start videoing it because it's just too good. If your favorite band is Rage Against the Machine, your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for listening to another anarchist episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Uh, some of you are probably pretty mad right now, and that's understandable. It's like we always say here on the show, one of the first things you should probably do is run back to the safety of your bubble and complain about how wrong we are. Everyone has a circle of people around them who mostly agree with everything they think, so get on back to yours and be sure to tell them all about how bad we are. Uh, at one point in the episode, Mark said we'd talk about Rage not being able to pick a color for their t-shirts, and then we didn't talk about that anymore. Mark's my dude, and I can't have y'all picking on him. So I looked into what he might have meant by that. There's this quote from Tom Morello talking about Rage trying to make their awful second album. Quote, there was no musical or personal communication going on. We were unable to agree on anything, to write music, or choose a t-shirt design. End quote. Blah, blah, blah. So that's what Mark was talking about. Don't yell at him about the shirts, you know? And don't yell them about the salmon shirts either. I don't want to hear any accusations of bromophobia here. Y'all know he's right. All you bros just settle the hell down. Also, I stand by Mark Mosley's Chris Cornell impersonation, and that's all I have to say about that for now. Fuck, I think that's finally all the cleaning up for Mark I have to do. I swear, I have to get him to start recording these outros. This is getting a little ridiculous. Next week, I'm afraid. I'm so afraid. I have... So many fears, so many that I'll think about them and sometimes find that I start to cry tears for my fears. Yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah. It, it is time to talk about why pop psychology needs to stay out of pop music. Next week on Your Favorite Band Sucks, we are talking about tears for 